0: I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. Hey, the guys from That Film Stew, And this is our latest episode where we look at some of the most recent news stories from the world of film and television. In
1: today's show, Jimmy
0: Olsen, Lex Luthor, and let
1: me lean back from my mic, Miss yes. Tess Maka, <laughs> forecasting <laughs> for Superman Legacy. Sony has dropped the first trailer for Madam Web. We have the announcement of a new Cracky Kid movie. Scream Seven losers. It's
0: two leads. Dave Filoni gets a new Star Wars gig. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review
1: and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Films you Podcast. Sorry, are we just not going to call it X? We are sticking with Twitter, aren't we?
0: Nobody calls it X. <laughs> Come
1: on. I mean, this find Who calls it I Who X? I don't know. It's just, it's been X for a long time now, and every episode we say Twitter. I've been meaning to ask you. What, it. If,
0: what <laughs> if you redo, redo that line, say X, see how it sounds, and then you can choose in post which one you want to use.
1: We're on Facebook, X, and, oh no, you're right. Yep. Nope. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter for
0: sure. So Luke, how about you kick things off? What is our first movie topic?
1: Skylar Cassando and Sarah Sampai will join Nicholas Holt's Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. Cassando will play Jimmy Olsen, while Sampaio will play Eve Tessmacher in the DC movie. Okay. Wow. That is, that is some great casting. And I'm talking about Skylar in particular. For the longest time, I mean, this movie's been cast, and everybody's like, He's right there. He looks just like Jimmy Olsen. He looks like every drawing of Jimmy Olsen ever, and they've cast him in this role. Just put a camera around his neck. Nailed it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's it. And look, obviously the 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 look of the character, the view. I mean, it's not the most important thing. What really is the most important thing is like, is it a good actor? And this guy, what I've seen him in, pretty good.
1: Oh, he's absolutely fantastic! The vacation movie, uh, Santa Clarita Diet. He was in that recent uh, mystery series, The Resort. resort.
0: Oh, was it The Resort? The
1: Resort. That was fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, now I'm liking this guy a lot. But he has that Jimmy Olsen energy. But he's a really, he's a good actor. So
0: yeah, and he looks
1: like Jimmy, but he's also a good actor to boot. Yeah.
0: Now, I can't say I've got too much uh, knowledge of uh, Sarah Sam Sampaio. Is that how you said it? I'm trying to be consistent here. Um, but yeah, no, we'll see. What's exciting is that like, we've got Miss Seshmarker in the movie. So I feel like that's Which, news. which
1: is fun. You know, we, we first hey. got a Superman the movie in 1978. That's where we first got what? a character. She's popped up here and there since. But hang on. The, the biggest news here. Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. That is incredible casting. I
0: was wondering, did we talk about this?
1: No, we didn't. No, the news dropped after we recorded our last news show, and then the Jimmy and Tess casting was announced. But I really do like Nicholas Holt, but at the same time, it's weird to think the little boy from About a Boy is now Lex Luthor. (laughs)
0: do you know what i've come to grips with um the little boy from about About a boy boy. (laughs) doing uh doing a lot of different things you know from you know his time on the first two series of skins to you know like his his time on you know the x-men films and you know all these other diverse roles and stuff that he that he's been in and I feel like he's he delivers, you know, he might not always be in the best movie but when he's got a role he, I don't know, he just does he just does fantastic stuff, most recently seen him in three seasons of The Great which he essentially is playing like a villainous antagonistic character, obviously like things get to a point where, you know, he softens up all that kind of stuff, but he's still playing this ludicrous outlandish, outrageous being I can, you know, shave the head or give him a, well, you know, have the hair, whatever he's going to, he's going to be a pretty fine kind of um Luther. I reckon. And I'm I think excited. With, the, with this casting, with the, with the, even like have it, you know, like the test marker part of it all. It kind of starts to paint, and again, it could be completely wrong, but it's starting to paint more of like the type of Superman DC world we're going to get. The type of Lex Luthor, you know, like, you know, I couldn't see, I don't think I could see Nicholas Holt being like this, you know, like physically imposing kind of you know brute of a Lex Luthor, but he's going to be more of the. Super intelligent, but
1: that's that's who
0: like that's well, who yeah, Lex it's, is. It's it's like, the
1: whole thing, like isn't it? It's brain in
0: different directions and, and it's
1: brain yeah. versus brawn. Like that's that's been the dynamic.
0: And they're going to, I think they're obviously going to lean into that, and embrace it. Because I mean, they very easily could have gone. Well, oh, look, this Lex Luthor is going to be more of a yeah. Well, I'll take you know the Superman and Lois TV show like that. Lex Luthor, that they had at the end of season three, is you know physically imposing as well as you know a smart dude. So, but you can sort of see what they're doing here. I mean, you know, they could muscle him up a bit, but I think just go with the clean cut like, I'm a smart dude and I'm gonna be one step ahead of you for the most part until Superman punches him in the face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, I'm really excited for. For his casting, like when it was announced, he's actually playing Lex Luther. Like, wow, looking forward to that. We've got one more person added to the cast, Maria Gabriella Di Faria. She's playing the engineer, which goody baddie, not quite sure, but it's interesting. She's more of a newer character from the comics. But I like mm. that they're filling out this cast. I mean, we've heard about. Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. There's all these other d c characters or superheroes popping up, but it's good to hear that focus is also on the Superman supporting characters who don't have powers.
0: yeah, now I would be I had to um I had to look into the engineer and be like, "Where the hell is that? Again, a newer character, uh, more of a modern kind of I think she falls into the villain category of things, but I think sometimes it can get a bit ambiguous. Um, again, I'm still sort of wrapping my hands around like what sort of like who this character really is, but there seems to be like she's a part of like an organization. There's a almost like a like 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 a like a cult kind of thing. There's a following and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Could be um, could be an interesting thing if she has a big if this character features in a big role or if it's just a minor sort of thing. But I guess we will see.
1: Yeah, I do like that they're giving us things that feel familiar, you know, Lex, Ms. Tessmarker, but they're also giving us this newer character, the Engineer. Yeah, so they can play
0: in a a very big sandbox that they're building. Um, But look, keeping it DC, uh, we've also got a released trailer for Justice League Christ on Infinite Earths. It's an animated new trilogy set, I guess, arriving 2024. Now, before we get into sort of talking about the 55 second trailer, or however long it was, um, now you made a you made a call, I think I think it was when you know maybe earlier this year or something, where you were saying you think that the the Crisis on infinite earth, upcoming animated stuff. Or thing, I think at the stage it might just be one movie. You predicted that they were probably going to be wrapping up the DC animated films.
1: Yeah, the in anticipation
0: of the the new DC that we are yes, be getting
1: the new everything, the DC, yeah, the DCU. Yeah, what I think the the wrapping up is specifically the Tomorrowverse, which they started with Superman Man of Tomorrow. The most recent movie they put out and we reviewed it, Justice League War World. I thought that was the big event they were leading to, but no. That just ended up being an okay movie. <laughs> 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 and it, and <laughs> leading into what was first going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I think they were talking about it as a two-parter, but now they're saying a trilogy of films. All three movies come out next year. So, yeah, they'll be able to wrap the whole... Thing up, but we're getting more than one Superman in in this trailer. So I'm curious what we're going to get. Blue Beetle is in there as well. It looks like it's going to be fun. But yeah, ultimately, what James Gunn has been saying all along is that whoever he hires to play the part, whether it's live action, animation, and we're talking not just animated movies or TV series, but video games, it's the same actor. And it isn't any of the actors that have got working in this Tomorrowverse continuity.
0: So it's time to it's time to wrap it up. So I'm assuming all three of these movies coming out in 2024. I'm predicting it's just going to be like a long, just like a a triple threat kind of hit of movies. What I what I would get excited about is like if the if these three movies on their own like on their own but like together are a cool little trilogy and they're pretty decent movies. Put it out as like a like a Blu-ray set or something or 4K, whatever you got going for you. Have this as like just, I don't know how long it will be, combine it all together, like a four-hour, five-hour little animated. probably won't even be that long. What am I saying? <laughs> like oh, a three- yeah. to four-hour little animated.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, to get in... They're getting up to what 75, 80 minutes to put three of them together. Ooh. I mean, this is the biggest one they've done a three parter. What yeah. they've done previously with two parters, they have released them, they've put them together like Batman, The Long Halloween, the deluxe edition. They did it for Dark Knight Returns to put that out as a single movie yeah. to put them together. But maybe, yeah, maybe they'll do it for the, the whole maybe. Crisis trilogy. My only thing with maybe. this, I just want to, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Is that the Arrowverse did it, and I loved it. Yeah, that's. It was fantastic. So, can it be better than that? I'm not sure, but still, I'll watch it.
0: But the like with animation, like they literally can do anything. They can draw whatever. um, I know, but maybe they've got more freedom. And
1: yeah, but the Arrowverse one, we're getting like Brandon Ralph coming back as Superman.
0: Like I don't know, it's just that was a bit. Yeah,
1: that was special. That was. I I still can't believe they pulled that off.
0: I'm definitely a, I'm I'm such a sucker because like how, how many of the, you guys have heard the reviews and stuff that I've I've had of these recent you know the Tomorrowverse animated DC film and it's like I liked Man of Tomorrow um I I don't actually know if I've liked any of the other ones I i've definitely
1: um, i've definitely liked them more than you have
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like um, i have it i could be wrong there might be one in there that i've yeah oh, i like the batman i like the batman long halloween
1: oh yeah that's one. right yeah and yeah, that, that's so part they, of it were,
0: but everything like the supergirl one the the, Don't the you Justice mean society one, the, the
1: legion of superheroes movie there isn't a supergirl oh, sorry, yeah it's the, a the legion one. movie that's
0: exactly right <laughs> So it's like, as a whole, if this ends after this third, you know, crisis film, if I look back at the whole Tomorrowverse, I'm going to be like, you know what, a lot of misfires. But if this is cool, I'll happy. I'll be happy just to take this this little, again, little triple threat as a cool little way to send off. So,
1: yeah, you know, some some criticisms online, and they're only basing it on this short teaser is that it doesn't look big enough for what you'd think Crisis on Infinite Earths to be. But again, it's part one of a trilogy. And it looks like they're starting with the characters that have already been established in those other movies. And I'm sure there's going to be more to come, but they're not going to show you that before part gonna, one's even out.
0: They're going to connect this to, like, uh, I'm assuming, like as many previous animated DC things.
1: It would make sense good. for them to do yeah, that. Yeah, the
0: content. The animated film continuity before this, you know, like, I don't know, who knows? Batman, the animated series, Superman, the animated series, you know, hell, I might see Teen Titans go in there. Why not? Let's just get crazy. Yeah. Let's Brave and the Batman, Brave and the Bold. Might see Scooby Doo. Who knows? Get yeah, real wacky.
1: <laughs> Sydney Sweeney transforms into Spider Woman, and Dakota Johnson can see the future in the first trailer for Sony's Madam Web. We've known about this movie for the longest time, and it's like, what the old lady with the goggles in the chair? She's getting a movie, and this, this looks to be a different Madame Web, a younger Madam Web played by Dakota more Johnson.
0: Madame uh, Web, That's, you know, it's all good. Why I not? still do
1: don't know if I can have any confidence in any Sony. Spider-Man related movie. Now, of course, I'm not talking about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. I'm talking about everything Venom onwards.
0: I just obviously and you're not talking about into the Spider-Verse. No, 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 no.
1: Of course not. I'm just talking about the live-action Spider-Man-related movies that we've got since Venom and Morbius. Holy crap. Oh, what an awful, awful movie. I hope we never see that character ever again <laughs> but here we are um we're getting sydney sweeney a spider woman there's other spider people in here it's a very quick teaser it's very much like spider-man meets final destination i'm like do you know what that's a pretty cool hook that looks like it could be okay but i refuse yeah. to let myself be tricked into thinking that sonia making a good <laughs> film here
0: the I think the only point of difference here is like we've actually got spider people, so we've got you know like an assortment of spider women and well, spider girls or whatever the hell they are. Um, obviously Madame Web is whatever the hell she is. There's that other character. I probably should have wrote down some names, but you know there's some there's some characters in there. Oh, the are...
1: the the male evil Spider-Man character. I think it's called Ray. Yeah, or something like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Whatever. Like so. What Maybe it's Ezekiel. No, yeah, it's Ezekiel. Ezekiel. There we go. Something. Ezekiel something or other. But look, we're going to see people with webs and sticking with things and big, giant, mechanical spider arms and shit. You know, like, so there's something here. There is something. This trailer is put together quite well to sell some mystery, a bit of the tone of the film, kind of like, oh, look, there's some time travel, there's some precognition kind of stuff, there's the threat is that one guy ben parker is he not what does this all mean why are these characters all coming together but then there's also really hokey really monotone delivery of lines which make me go oh man i hope this all works better in context within the movie towards the end right (laughs) spoken
1: by Madam Web, it's really clunky. Oh, yeah, my parents they died spiders. You know, oh, what? Uh, that (laughs) he knew
0: them in I don't know when they were researching in Africa or wherever. The (laughs) it's almost
1: like they'd finish the teaser and then somebody's like, Yeah, we need to die, we need a line of dialogue about spiders. Can we have her say this? It
0: just it, it oh, seemed
1: okay and, until then. It seemed okay what they were showing us,
0: even though it was I'll put, I'll put money on that, that that line isn't even in the movie. It probably was. Like, it was probably done over the phone or whatever, <laughs> like, for the trailer. Like, yeah. I don't know. Miss Johnson, can you please, uh, yeah, just record this line. It's for the trailer. Okay, sure. Like... She's in a bathrobe, like she's just like, yeah, let's do it. Send me the check. It's fine.
1: I mean, my my thing with this, right? Like, who's who? Superman is to me is who Spider Man is to you. Is your favorite superhero? I don't know how I would feel if they were doing this for Superman. What they're doing for Spider Man, like starting with Venom, Morbius, and and all of that. I don't know. It's I mean, it's a big tease. Well,
0: it's about the character, one, but yeah. the character's yeah. not in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's hard. And look, am I excited for this?
1: No. <laughs> like, we forgot it about it. We
0: really? were talking
1: about what Marvel movies are coming out next year. We forgot about the Sony ones. We're like, we're only getting yeah. Deadpool 3.
0: Yeah, and then we we're like, oh, we're getting that Joker sequel. Does that count? And we're like, well, it's DC, but, you know, it's kind of very different. Sony. This is all we've got. Like <laughs> this is it's it's like I saw a thing on the internet, you know, funny, funny line. It's like it's like you know, Sony Marvel movies. Cause what else you got? <laughs> like it's sort of <laughs> yeah. okay, you want to get your superhero Marvel intake? Go speak to Sony and you know, like it what is... have we got? We got Madam Webb, Venom 3, Craven. I think you yeah,
1: have the Marvel <laughs> but it is gonna be Slim pickings, but it's gonna almost be like what it used to be like. But you know, DC, you know, they what are they? I mean, Joker, that's it, isn't it?
0: They got other than the,
1: yeah. the animated director home release movies that they're putting mm. out, and outside of DC and Marvel, Prime Video, we're getting Samaritan 2 with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, it's gonna be a different kind of year. <laughs>
0: I'm sure there'll be some other superhero fair. Got other stuff on TV though. We got like the boys, and that's true. Something else, yeah. Gen V seemed to be po- pretty pretty popular. So that... <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's that's Madam Web. Um, so this is happening. Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio teaming up. They're teaming up to star in a new Karate Kid movie for Sony Pictures. Those guys again. Um, this was interesting. Video drop. It's just the two of them standing there. They look like they're in active wear, whatever. Um, and they announced that look, we're, we're, we're doing a new Karate Kid movie. We're now on the search for the next Karate Kid to join their team. It's a global search. The movie is scheduled to come out in like a year's time. So obviously, they've got like the script and all of that knuckled down. So it just will be production and, and get so we'll be casting this kid. And going into it. Um, what's interesting, though, is that we've got, obviously, uh, Ralph Macho back as Daniel LaRusso, but we've also got Jackie Chan back as Mr. Han. Now, he was in that was it the 2010 movie with Jaden Smith. Mr. Han was the Mr. Miyagi-type figure, and pretty yes. much it was almost like a play-by-play of the Daniel LaRusso story with, you know, like, overcoming the bullies learning the trade yeah the
1: story was there but you didn't get the wax on wax off so there were some differences (laughs) the main point that's right that's and he says it at the end of the of this teaser which allows a fun a fun callback but it's no wax on wax off it really isn't what my big hang-up was with jackie chad's karate kid movie
0: oh you mean the kung fu kid
1: everything is Kung Fu. It's kung fu. I mean, yeah. It literally it says everything is kung fu. It's the kung fu kid and not the, karate, the karate kid. Karate?
0: Not karate. Kung fu. Like, this that's this a line whole, in the movie, right? Like,
1: it is. Yeah. This whole yeah. thing took me by surprise. I mean, you're right. They they would have a script, and obviously, you know, they are in the they're movie, really so they've they've been cast. But they're looking for like this is not just like a gimmick. They, I mean, I guess it is a gimmick, but they literally <laughs> <gimmick>. are still. <laughs> looking to cast this actor that could be anywhere in the world it's really interesting we're just hearing you say the words the next karate kid i mean that happened once already hillary swanny the new karate kid karate kid Four, the new karate kid or the next karate kid yeah we've um we've had that already this is interesting because cobra kai is coming back for its final season and we Mm. didn't know what was going to happen after that and now we know they're doing another movie it's very very interesting and what's doing press for Cobra Kai over the years Ralph Macchio had been asked like hey you know what's gonna happen like could Jackie Chan appear as uh, Mr. Han and he was always saying no because it's a just it's not the same continuity well now it is
0: and that's it like because it mirrored so so much of that story it always seemed like oh look it was just you know, it, it, it's a. I, I enjoy that movie. It, it's pretty. It's pretty decent. It's it's fine, um, but it always felt like, oh, look, it's just something separate, something different. I gave it a crack. Probably should have just called it the Kung Fu Kid. But now they're they're establishing that they're in the same universe. They exist together. Like, how's that going to come up? Like, he's going to be like, man, you remind me so much of my, you know, Mr. Miyagi. And it's like, yeah. And they're going to work it like, oh man, you went through the exact same sort of story as this young kid that I taught this one time. Like, it's just like, what? Like,
1: I really, it, I really am bizarre. here for it. Like, this will more than likely be the end, won't it? What well, it started in '84, yeah. five seasons of television. It's going to be five oh, films, six. six, you're right. And then five yeah. films when this comes out. That's a good effort, isn't it?
0: I can definitely That's see like, this last season obviously wrapping up the Kerber story, all of that kind of as it should. And then where we end, we'll have, it'll set up this movie, I think we'll have Daniel LaRusso. I don't know whether he sets off for a new adventure or something, or he gets called for something, whatever. Like potentially could see a Jackie Chan cameo at the very end of the the series as like a tag against that would um, be
1: cool imagine that would be cool
0: i think whatever happens i mean it could vary but i think the end of the cobra kai series will see daniel wherever daniel's character is will lead him into into this movie i mean it doesn't have to be like a direct setup but wherever he's positioned like if he's like i'm retiring from karate forever and i'm never doing anything again and now i'm going to open like an ice cream shop i don't think we're then going to see him in the movie just doing something completely different so it's going to tie in it's all going to be yeah, it'll be fine. Do you um,
1: think Ralph Macchio once again is going to just leave William Zabka behind, you know, just like he did after the first Crackin movie I'm expecting
0: (laughs) there could be two sides of it, right, like maybe something happens with that character in the show or maybe it doesn't I wouldn't want to know that he was in this movie just to to avoid like oh predicting because at this point all we know is that whatever happens, Daniel LaRusso gets out of it. Like, who knows? Silver could come and shoot, you know, William Zapker in the face, <laughs> like which would be terrible. Of course he it would happen. happen. I think me
1: is the best thing about Cobra Kai. We all love yeah. Daniel LaRusso, of course we do, but Johnny Lawrence, the character development I, that we've had from him,
0: I would want to know nothing about the movie further until Cobra Kai is done, and then hopefully after that, I would like to start seeing like, hey, uh, Johnny Lawrence, you know he'll he will be in this movie as well. Like he's along for the ride. It's and all sorts. You know maybe they finally make peace. They go on a road trip together. Who knows? Like <laughs> crazy things. But again, again, I. Don't want to know I... Until- yeah, I'm the out. same. I'd I like to
1: know as little as possible. I just still can't believe it's a thing, and that they brought these two guys together. It's pretty, pretty cool.
0: I just want to know. Obviously, the show's been pretty popular on Netflix. You know, it's right there. Will people pay for your Karate kid? I
1: mean I will. I don't know about people, but I I definitely would.
0: <laughs> I don't speak for the people, but I am me.
1: I've not seen a single cracker kid film on the big screen. I absolutely would take the opportunity to watch it at the cinema.
0: I was not born.
1: <laughs> you were born in 2010 when that Jackie Chan one came out.
0: Oh, I did see that one. I wanted on a date with you. Oh,
1: do you know what? Well, there you go. In your not face. I've not, not seen this. I've not seen a yeah. single cracker kid film. Other yeah, movies, and how old do you think I am? I was born the same year that the first one came out. <laughs> I've not yeah. seen a single. Was one. A good
0: year. It really was a good year. It was a good
1: year. Eighty-four? You're kidding? Beverly Hills yeah. Cop, Gremlins, yeah, Ghostbusters. Crazy. Yeah. You could just have oh, delicious goes on, and on. Nah, was a, really a good year We're out of time for that because <laughs> we need to talk about Scream Seven. Melissa Barrera has been dropped from the next Scream film over social media posts on the israel hammers conflict so that's been big news big big news um we don't need to get bogged down on that but on the back of her being dropped jenna ortega has announced that she will not return for scream 7 but due to scheduling conflicts and apparently this decision was made months ago and has nothing to do with co-star Melissa Barrera's firing. So completely separate, but to not have those sisters be a part of the next screen film, which is the third part in this new trilogy that they're making, is insane. And now there's talks of them potentially bringing Neve Campbell back.
0: You know, what? I don't think it's. I don't think it's too insane. I don't think this is the the biggest deal. Um, I'll tell you what. Look, going to the just like dissecting this so um also like Barrera's tweets comments whatever we've seen stuff like this happen before where it's like hey look whilst you're you know doing work with us as a film company you know like how you represent yourself reflects our brand yada 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 maybe a conversation could have happened but either way they've parted ways that's it done so she's out okay um with Jenna Ortega I always say look when they say scheduling conflicts I usually think Bullshit. Like <laughs> there's some other stuff going on. However, she um apparently this is in line with like her filming for the next season of Wednesday and stuff. I'm like, okay, I can sort of buy that. They did say that this was all happening before the like or during or before the strikes and stuff, so they just couldn't announce it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that gives legitimacy to it. A lot of big outlets have been reporting and sourcing the. They the have. But has, you it know, it is the legitimately. They, i like, oh, I'll buy it. I think I buy it this time. They've
1: got a script. Yep. They've hired the director, Christopher Landon. They were ready yep. to go, yep. and now they're not. Yeah, All of true. a sudden, did Jenna Ortega forget to tell everybody involved at Spyglass that she had other commitments? I, <laughs> I don't know, and I do think this is a big deal. I really do for the film. No, I mean, because they couldn't.
0: They, they've been sitting on. I mean, they've been sitting on this news for a while. They obviously haven't. Scream that, six wasn't
1: Scream Six wasn't the end.
0: Yeah, that was you know, never it ended, gonna be the end. Where it ended with the with the two sisters and you know, like dropping the mask at the end of that film, it is actually kind of a nice little poetic way for him to be like as they literally walk off into the sunset or sunrise or whatever the hell was going on there, it works. Now that we know we're not going back to the characters, that's a nice little send-off. It's not like there was a lingering stuff with them there and let's be honest them too. as much as they were likeable leads they're not the faces of this franchise like Sidney Prescott is or well, Ghostface really more so but it is Neve Campbell
1: I'd agree with Sydney Prescott
0: look, yeah she wasn't in that seventh movie oh she wasn't in that sixth movie sorry and that movie did fine for what it is these movies don't make like huge amount of bank as in they're not like you know multi hundreds of million dollar movies like the last couple have only made you know like between 150 to 200 million dollars worldwide
1: like i know but but it's not just how much they make it's how it's how much they actually cost to make as well that's where well yeah the scales are tipped where the profit comes
0: that's why it works they're cheap movies to make but at the same time they're not like they're they're working well and that's why they're like cool let's keep printing some money it's successful it's working they've got a good thing going I don't think even with like General Taeger's, you know, like rise to fame over the past year or so, I don't think she's that box office draw. Um
1: No, I'd, I think I'd agree Neil with Campbell that. Campbell
0: might have a bit of pull, especially with for her house, if they bring her back. I'd love for it to come back. It, I can see people getting excited, but again, like they had a movie that worked well, made enough money for you know, it made money enough what they wanted. Again, not an immense amount, but like for their business model and stuff. It worked. And they didn't need Neve Gamble. You know, and I just realized get back, but...
1: we're getting quite heated. I just realized we didn't actually review right. Scream 6. It's the first time we've been talking about the latest. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, we didn't review
1: it. We missed it. You see? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I did watch it at the cinema, but we, whatever reason we didn't actually do a okay. review. It was, fine. Okay. it
0: was pretty good. I did like
1: it. I mean, for Cindy Prescott not to be in it, the fact that it was outside of Woodsbury, like, it did make sense. Like, you didn't feel like she should have been there and she wasn't. Um, but again, like, being dropped and Ortega not coming back, like, they're having to change things up. Like, they obviously had a plan. They cast a fantastic director in Christopher Landon. So hopefully he sticks around and then we'll see what the next movie is going to be. And I hopefully...
0: they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I thought these characters were great, you know, in, you know, screen
0: yeah, no, that five good. and six, yeah.
1: worked really well. But you're right, you know, if, if it's the last we're going to see of them, they did have an ending that, you know, is, is acceptable. But again, it clearly wasn't the ending. Um, circumstances have had them, had to change what the direction was going to be. We'll just have to wait and see what happens next with the Scream franchise.
0: And hey, you're right. Bring back Sydney. Why not? Always. <laughs> when they call her, they should definitely be like, hello, Sydney.
1: I mean, is that your ghost face? That was terrible. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. I thought I would do better, but then nothing Oh, okay. Out. It was just my normal voice, which is disappointing. Hello, Sydney. No, I can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Anyway, um, look, that's it now. That There are big movie stories out of the way, like a chore. Um, here are some minor stories that we do. we'll just churn through. Now, we've got a bit of Fantastic Four news potentially casting here. Pedro Pascal is apparently in talks to play Reed Richards, so... Uh, okay Mr Fantastic for those playing at home Um, this is of course the upcoming Marvel Studios version of Fantastic Four we've heard many rumours, different names thrown around, I'm under the impression that everyone's already been cast, there's probably maybe a few T's to cross, I's to dot, whatever Um, this could be legit, this could be true and if so you know what, he's a good actor Um, probably wouldn't have been my choice but I, I, who knows what direction they're going in he's a name that is you know he's a popular he's a popular name at the moment um seems to be popping up everywhere what are your thoughts what are you thinking
1: like most like him as an actor you know enjoyed him in everything we've seen him in <laughs> it could be it could be a good pick but it comes down to who are the other three that make up the four like people have said to me they've looked at a picture of pedro pascal and they've shown that picture and it's him with a mustache glasses and they're saying he was nothing like mr fantastic it's like yeah but this is just a picture of pedro pascal like it's not in character (laughs) what do you what do you want it's good but it it just doesn't look right and it's like yeah but you don't know who the other three are like do you know what i mean it's like it really is an ensemble so it could work but my my concern though is that I mean, who doesn't think Pedro Pascal is cool? Reed Richards isn't supposed to be cool. Mm-hmm. Johnny Storm is cool. So if they're casting Pedro Pascal as nerdy Reed Richards, who's going to be cooler to play Johnny Storm than Pedro Pascal? So that's, do you that's know what, what I'm. that's what I'm <laughs> acting. That's what I'm interested in. I really do hope beyond hope that they cast Vanessa Kirby. A Sue Storm. She would be sure. fantastic. I rewatched recently Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning <laughs> Part One. Wow. Yep. Cast her in everything. Yeah,
0: just, just all the time. <laughs> um, But, you know, what it comes down to, it's always that same thing. It's like we don't know what the script is. We don't know what interpretation type of characters they're trying to cast for. And what did I say before about, you know, like Nicholas Holt in the Lex with the role, like, Actually, what did I say? Um, What I said is, look, it doesn't matter if the guy doesn't, if you can't picture him or he doesn't look exactly quite right. Actually, no, this was about Jimmy Olsen, actually. Sorry. Um, You know, at the end of the day, as long as you've got a good actor, a bit of makeup, a haircut, you know, hell, maybe some prosthetics if you want to go that far. Um, At the end of the day, as long as he can stretch his arms real good, I mean, sure, they'll do that cgi but they
1: will they will help him out with that he's a good actor and we're all very excited for fantastic four we did get reed richards played by john krasinski in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness he seemed like an obvious pick and had done for years and i guess that's why they did it you know a bit of fan casting there
0: I mean, I'm still all for that.
1: I mean, he he looks the part, but at the same time, he got taken down fairly easily, and we just moved on. So he's had his shot. Pedro Pascal, I mean, come on, like, again, he's a a good actor, and I mean, I'm sure he'll shave his mustache off, you know, be all clean-shaven for Reed. Um, But he's a good actor, and that's a good start, isn't it?
0: That's it. That is a good start
1: from the Vampire Diaries fame, will pen the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie. No director is currently attached. I had to look into her because I was finding nothing at first, and the Vampire Diaries seems like the biggest thing that she was a writer on. And, yeah, it is It is official, and, you know, social media. And on social media, James Gunn welcomed her to the DC Universe family, so it's all very much official.
0: Do you know what's um concerning here? And it might not be, she might be amazing. She might have done a great, fantastic script treatment, submitted it, and they're pushing forward with it because there's some magic happening. But you talk about her time on Vampire Diaries as an actress, so she is mainly oh. an actress. Oh, I thought,
1: write- I thought she was a writer of oh. Vampire Diaries. No? Well,
0: she's she's listed as a as a writer or an actor, writer as in like that's what she is career-wise. but her time on um, vampire Diaries was as an actor. This is her filmography, right? She's been an actor in um, in a couple of short films. And with television, actor, 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 she. Has not written anything. Oh, like wow! In a professional something that's become a production, um, she's done nothing, which is so. Bizarre. What we
1: so what we do know, she interviews very well.
0: <laughs> yeah, look again. She probably had a script treatment. Somehow she's had a meeting. It's it's gone. You know, over the eye. Look, it's one of those things, James Gunn. I trust the man for identifying new talent, great talent where it is. And that there must be something in what she's written up, or just really interviewed. As you said, you know, right, there must this, be something there. This or... is one
1: of those. This is one of those things, right, where you've got a movie that is based on a comic book. So the story from the comic <laughs> was written by Tom King. And that is the main basis for this Supergirl movie. He did something very different in that comic. You had Supergirl. It's American. So I think she was turning, or she must have just turned 21. She wanted to get drunk. So she left Earth for a planet that didn't have a yellow sun. So she could lose her powers and get drunk. And then somebody needs help. She goes to help this person. It's this big space odyssey she's got a big sword it's this whole thing but that's the that's the comic that's tom king and now she is you know she's obviously submitted a treatment from what she's going to do so i'm curious how much is from the comic and how much she's bringing but i I didn't know that she was an actress i thought i thought she was actually a writer so that's that's interesting but in James Gunn, we trust. I'm sure he knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> and that's. And, that's and no
1: director. Tough. No director. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Maybe yep. he'll cast an actress on Twilight to direct. Who knows?
0: Yeah, why not? Let's just give him. <laughs> I don't know. Anna Kendrick. I'm sure she's directed something. She was in Twilight. Yeah, don't knock him off. Um... <laughs> um, anyway, Eddie Murphy uh, returns as Axel Foley. Um when a new Beverly Hills Cop movie streams on Netflix in 2024. Are we referring to the one photo that's been released of Eddie Murphy outside somewhere so evening? far? A car that's what we've isn't that it? That's, that's what we've got. We've got. Right?
1: That's what we've got so far. But as well as that, the official title that we have not actually talked about on the podcast, the full title of Beverly Hills Cop 4 is Beverly Hills Cop axel foley that is officially the title of this fourth movie
0: oh they should call it beverly hills cop axel foley oh is that oh i like that i mean it's ridiculous no you don't that is no no, no. i I like
1: (laughs) i like how ridiculous it is i absolutely don't (laughs) want them to call it that I mean, maybe do you know what? I'm going to take it for the episode title. we'll We'll have it.
0: <laughs> Axel just just go with Axel Foley.
1: <laughs> Axel Foley. It's good enough for the podcast. It's not good enough for Beverly Hills Cop Four <laughs> with,
0: <laughs> I the,
1: with the image right I, I love Beverly Hills Cop. We mentioned it on the podcast already. A big hit from nineteen eighty four. Those first two movies are solid. The third movie. This whole thing with Eddie Murphy wanting it to be more of like a serious action movie, he was doing everything within his power to not be funny, like taking jokes out of the movie. He didn't want it to be funny. So three just went off the rails. We've seen this first image, in he's Axel Foley, but older, I just don't know. And there's been a failed Beverly Hills Cop pilot where Eddie Murphy was in it as Axel Foley, and I think he was the police captain. That's the thing that they shot and never released. So there's been attempts to bring Axel Foley back for years, but we're finally getting it as a Netflix film.
0: So hopefully it's not just like, okay, we're doing another attempt, and it's on Netflix, so we have no self-control, and they just push forward with it, no matter how garbage it might be. But we want to stay positive. This could be fantastic. This could, it could. be amazing. Be positive, be positive. And Eddie Murphy's um,
1: back, which is a good thing. Like, what are we now? It's, at the time of recording, it's the 28th of November, 1st of December, Candy Cane Lane on Prime, a Christmas comedy with Eddie Murphy. Like, it's always fun.
0: You know, I was about to say, look, his last few, um, you know, movies that he's put out, whether they've been on Netflix or whoever else has been putting things out, like, They've landed. They've they've worked pretty well, and well, the movies not maybe not necessarily, but like he's been pretty good. at it. The only exception, maybe, coming to America, you know, that's which like is prime. Which that was, was his prime. first
1: prime movie. Candy Cane Lane is his second one. Yeah. The 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 best one that that is put out in years. Doll might is my name
0: on Netflix. That was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And even you know that one with like the with Jonah Hill in it. Camera was it Jonah Hill?
1: Oh, that's right. It was Jonah Hill. Yeah, oh, and that was Netflix yeah, as well. What Ah, oh, what yeah. was that one called?
0: It was yeah. basically like, Look who's coming to dinner, but like
1: we reviewed it, I'm sure we family. did. And it was called
0: yeah, I mean,
1: what Oh, what is it called?
0: <laughs> that's gonna really it, it wasn't perfect, but it was
1: You say it, it doesn't perfect. matter. It's really gonna bug me. I need to know <laughs> what that movie was called. What I mean I'm sure we did do a full review. I'm sure we did.
0: Yeah. Doesn't matter. Move on.
1: (laughs) I will move on. Um, Quick IMD search. You people. There we go.
0: You people.
1: you people. What do you mean, you people? But you're right. Let's, um, Let's move on. Willem Dafoe reveals he will star as a dead police detective in the afterlife in Beetlejuice 2. I like the sound of this very much this is what defoe had to say in life i was a b movie action star but i had an accident and that's what sent me to the other side Do you know what i really like about the story one i think that's a great character beat for defoe's character i like that he's just doing interviews and talking about things that he probably shouldn't be <laughs> because this wasn't like officially released, this comes from an interview with Defoe about another project he was promoting, and he just starts talking about details about his character. But that um, that he's sounds. Fun.
0: His character, like, so he's a cop or a, he's a dead police detective, but he was also an actor, or is he referring to like his life as a actual? Right. So his
1: his character like... in Beetlejuice Two before he died. Was a B movie yep. action star. But when he dies and he's, when he goes to the other side, there, oh, he became, he's a cop for the afterlife. Right. But, but, but his backstory, he was a B movie action star. That's fun. I like that. But I was going to say, we don't know too much about it. We know Michael Keaton's back is Beetlejuice. We know that General Ortega is in this as well. And she's playing. Lydia's daughter, but we don't that know. That
0: schedule, that busy schedule, man. There exactly. it is. Exactly, yeah,
1: yeah. We don't know too much <laughs> more about it, but I thought that was pretty fun though, like so you just let it slip yeah. there, the character that he's playing.
0: So, alright, there you go. <laughs> Willem Dafoe in Beetlejuice 2, which is a movie that's actually happening. Alright, that's all the movie news stuff. Um, we've just got a small handful of TV stuff. And we'll kick off with Invincible Season 2. And all I've got to say is it's going to return in early 2024.
1: I've purposely not started watching it. I knew this mid-season break was coming, and I like that they're doing it. I like the fact... I mean, I think they've only released four episodes, maybe five, but I think it's four that episodes. Really? That is all they've released. And... They're going to come back in the new year with the second half of season two. Because otherwise, think about it, it's almost December and the episodes would just run out at Christmas. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it it just got lost in the shuffle. So it's animation. You know, Of course, we all know it takes a long time to animate. So by putting it out in two parts, it does make sense. But again, because I want to sit and watch it all the way through, I'm purposely holding off. But I loved that first season. I thought it was fantastic.
0: You know, I did check it out, and there's, there's fun to be had. I don't think it's right up my alley with things, but um, I never actually finished the first season, so I, I can't really critique fully. But just what I dabbled in, I was like, ah, oh, okay, I can see the appeal. I can see the fun. Um But maybe I should dive back into it. But now I'm kind I reckon, of inclined to wait. I reckon... Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. Wait, but I reckon go back to it and I think you will like it. It comes together like it's, I, I loved it. I really did that first season. Ahsoka creator Dave Filoni now has an even greater role within Star Wars, being promoted to chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. So if he wasn't busy enough, already yeah. is going to be even busier. And, you know, we all know George Lucas is, you know, the creator, like Mr. Star Wars. But Dave Filoni, he's the guy now. And, of course, he works a lot with John Favreau, you know, Mandalorian, live action. But before that, Dave Filoni, Clone Wars, Rebels, like he's been living and breathing Star Wars for so many years. It, it is nice to know that he's got this... Yeah, new bigger, bigger role.
0: It sounds it sounds like ideally the perfect role for him. Like people have been talking, you know, about who potentially could take over from Kathleen Kennedy in terms of like the head of Lucasfilm. You know, like if one day she was to step down or be forcefully removed or something. I don't know. I'm not, let's not get into that. But people have been saying, "Oh, Dave Filoni, he'd be great." And they're trying to think of like a a Kevin Foggy type kind of person. When you think about it. Dave Filoni is a creative. He's a storyteller. He's not—he doesn't know the first thing about running, you know, like a movie studio. This business. This is an ideal role for him. I looked into what this role actually is, even from the you know from the mouth of Dave Filoni himself, him explaining to people, you know, well, this is what it kind of means. Essentially, he'll be an advisor on projects, especially like trying to get them kickstarted and going. that initial creation that creative creation process part and then like as the the show or the property or whatever gets developed um he'll be there pretty much you know like shepherding stuff he won't have ultimate creative control you know like like a kevin feige type kind of figure but what he will have is very strong influence and those in the chair of running whatever thing, whether it be a show or a movie or something, will be able to pretty much liaise with him to keep things on track. And at the end of the day, look, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of, like, Clone Wars. Um, you know, the Ahsoka show was fun-ish, um, kind of, but, you know, not a perfect show. The The stuff on TV that we're seeing, you know, like Mandalorian and, you know, like, just all that Boba Fett and stuff look there's been some hit and misses but at the end of the day like what the stuff that Dave Filoni's dabbled in fun he's been able to bring a funness to the Star Wars universe again with things so I think if we're talking hey look he's gonna give some creative prowess to things yeah all right he's the guy to do it and like you said lives and breathes Star Wars he knows this universe
1: I mean that's it. I mean, working in film and television, you would struggle to find somebody who loves Star Wars more than Dave Filoni.
0: It's almost a little bit concerning how much he does. Has anyone checked in on him?
1: Well, like if he was like, <laughs> I'm gonna leave look Lu- I'm gonna leave Lucasfilm and I'm gonna go and work on a Marvel movie, people would be shocked. Like, really? <laughs> like this guy, again, he is Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, everyone might hit a wall sometimes where they're like, oh, look, I want to dabble in something different, and he potentially probably would do something like that at some point, but... I mean, to be fair, Lucasfilm,
1: so he could, you know, start his own indie project, who knows?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, look, he doesn't have the power to greenlight projects and that kind of stuff. Like, he's not an executive, or he's not Kathleen Kennedy, essentially, like, so... But he could... he's He's in a good position.
1: Yeah, and the role could change over time, just like Kevin Feige. Like obviously, the, the power that he has now, he didn't have that when they made Iron Man and, you know, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk. Yeah. That changed over but time.
0: Even then, like, he had already been a producer on many a superhero. I mean, he had, like, worked really on X-Men, right.
1: the singer films, and yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, look, give him give him a few decades and the day following could be, yeah, God knows what kind of position. Like, he protect, Look, if he learns and... And learns the craft of how to run the show like and not like the show i mean like the business let's who knows but in Maybe.
1: short congratulations on the promotion that's all well done. Well done yeah <laughs> you did that's a good
0: around. thing <laughs> <laughs> run my card um all right a series adaption of guy ritchie's the gentleman is coming to Netflix in 2024. Did enjoy that movie. Um, We've got Theo James, um, Kim Carlo, Esposita, Keio, Scott Elario, and Vinnie Jones, all set to star in this series adaption. So this is like a, a new version of it, right? Like this isn't...
1: I'd like to think it's, like it's a, a continuation because...
0: You, reckon? you movie,
1: reckon? Yes, I don't think they're doing the movie on the small screen. I'd like to think, although it does say a series adaption, that this is like setting the world of The Gentleman. That right. film is fantastic. Hugh Grant, Charlie Hunnam, of course, Matthew McConaughey. Like, what a fantastic film. But just hearing that, once again, we're getting Vinnie Jones doing something you know, in relation to Guy Ritchie. I mean, that goes all the way back to Lockstock. That's bloody great having him back doing something like this. Yeah, that movie, the gentleman absolutely loved it. And, you know, films since then, they're fun enough. Like we've got that Jason Statham one, Guy Ritchie, what was it? Operation Fortune. That was all right. And then something very different to what you'd expect from Guy Ritchie. We got. Oh, the military one. Was it the Covenant? What was that one? That was on Prime as well. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was why I put Jake Gyllenhaal, Hall, but that was like very different. But this is what I like. you got a ladder. Yeah, no, like, that's true. And apparently he's doing the second one. <laughs> but this is Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. But I think, uh, other than having his name in the tile, I'm not sure how involved it would be. But a continuation of that movie, I'm very much for.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Um, all right, well, that's it for all of the news, I should say. Um, but we've got some recommends, as we always have. Uh, Look, what do you have for us?
1: So I'm going to recommend a movie that I did watch at the cinema that we're not going to review on the podcast. I took my six-year-old. We both had a really good time watching this movie. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to recommend it. Trolls Band Together. If Please you've seen the, <laughs> the other Trolls movies, I honestly yep. thought this was the fourth movie, but it's not. We've got that holiday movie, which doesn't count. So really, it's the third movie. If you know the characters, Poppy discovers that Branch was one part of the boy band Zone with his brothers, Floyd, John Dory, Spruce and Clay. When Floyd is kidnapped, Branch and Poppy embark on a journey to reunite his two other brothers and rescue Floyd. Now, let me just say this. The enjoyment of the movie from myself and from my kid, it was the humor, the songs, and so many boy band songs and pop songs and all of that. It wasn't the convoluted plot. Like, that is not the best thing about the movie because even just me counting it, they like, oh, my God, it's really a lot. But it's just, it's a fun movie. I take it for what it is, you know, fun songs. And um, these movies are, you know, generally funny. And it's one of those kids' movies that works for both the kids and the adults who both had a good time. we've I mean, returning cast members, we've got Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, we've got Keenan Thompson in here. Um, nsync are in this movie like it really is a boy band celebration and yeah we both had a good time driving back from the cinema spotify listening to nsync greatest hits a good time was had so there you go recommending trolls band <laughs> together
0: well i guess it's a good way to get your very young kid into those boy bands from the olden days, as she was saying. That's say, it. I mean,
1: <laughs> if she was to see photos of them, they are men. <laughs> like, they're not boys. <laughs> They've not been boys for a very long time.
0: <laughs> scary, scary stuff. Now, look, good for you. I'm glad you had a good time. I remember that first movie and watching it, and the whole time just being like, I'm just not into this. Like, just being a real miserable sod about it. All the songs, I'm like, ah, oh, they're just using pop songs. It's like... You know, like this ain't a Disney movie where like they've they've written songs and they're performing. No, they're just they're just doing the pop songs, whatever. And then I realized at the end of that movie, I'm like, oh, I'm that troll with the without any color, and then he has to find like his joy. You're talking (laughs) about Branch. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Don't be like that. The Justin Timberlake character. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) again, Yeah, Yeah. Excellent. Um. So, I'm going to recommend a movie that I didn't take my young kids to because R rated. There we go. This is an adaption of one of the fictitious Groundhouse trailers from um, Robert Rodriguez's machete film in 2010. Anyway, I'm dancing around it. Thanksgiving, directed by Eli Roth. Um, This is. This is a great little slasher. And I say little, it's a pretty big movie. It's oh, I don't know, it's big. It's it's a lot of fun. What I'll say is the opening sequence, like everything that happens before the opening credits, is one of the most uncomfortable, tense, dramatic just moments in cinema history that I've ever witnessed. Like, it's just crazy. I'm not gonna go into details about what happens or anything, but it's just it's hectic and it's tense and I'm just so uncomfortable in a good way though. Opening credits come on, I'm just like, holy shit, if this was the movie and done, I'm happy. We have we have definitely earned <laughs> we've definitely earned our admission. Um, but the movie gives us, you know how it is. Look, something happens at the beginning of the movie, then there's a certain figure, we don't know who it is, but is then taking revenge on this town to basically get them to pay back. Um, his whole thing is very Thanksgiving themed and he's when he's killing people, he's gonna essentially create a Thanksgiving feast out of them all. It all sounds very disgusting, but I gotta say, it is. Um the movie is very creative in the way of the kills and that kind of stuff. It does harken back to like, you know, those those slasher movies that we all love from the 80s, hell, even the 90s ones, like those kinds of good times that you were having, you have with this. Like Eli Roth is a disgusting man, and I love him for it. Um, we've got names like Patrick Dempsey in this, um, Addison Rae, She's a Delight, a whole bunch of others. But yeah, pretty, pretty good movie, and apparently no one has gone to watch it because it's only made $28.9 million at the box office so far.
1: Really? I've honestly I've heard nothing but great things about this. That's really yeah, quite like,
0: review, surprising. Man, uh, not just, but um yeah, budget of 15 million and almost almost there, doubling that budget thing. But um
1: maybe like audience. Maybe audience outside of the US. I mean, obviously, you know, you went to watch it, but maybe audience like Thanksgiving. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm not <laughs> gonna watch that movie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I do want to see it though. I do want to see it. Maybe I won't get to see it on the big screen, but I'll definitely watch it when I get to see it. Get to see yeah, it again, really... I've heard nothing but right. great things.
0: Yeah, so good, man. Just so violent. So disgusting. What a <laughs> what a that's
1: fun. In, what an insane contrast of recommends we were just given. <laughs>
0: yeah look i mean as you were setting yours up you were like you know i took my kid to it and i was like yeah went to go see thanksgiving yep that's we're gonna (laughs) double up i was confident
1: wow (laughs) we like to recommend a variety of things on this podcast
0: well that's it that's it so um and now that we've done that i can say this that's it for another episode of that film studio
1: If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages.
0: If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of, or reviews, I should say, of the Marvels and Leo. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Silent Night. Thanks
1: for joining us for another round of movie and TV news.
0: You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. the guys from that film studio. See you soon.